What's up, everybody? So we're here live. We're on the live streaming uh, platforms here on YouTube, Periscope. Uh, I'm just starting to come up on Facebook. Shout out to everybody on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. We um, are of our guests. My name is Gio Garcia. I'm part of LA Soccer Hub. We also got my man, Gustavo Ortega. Helps us out as well. And then our talented Jen Flores, photographer, analyst. She kind of does it all. Um, today's uh, today's live stream podcast episode, we're going to talk about MLS, NWSL, Mexican national team. Uh, this is a new thing that we're going to be doing, um, you know, just moving forward, having a live stream at least uh, every week, uh, you know, talking soccer, LA soccer, you know, U.S. women's national team, um, you know, sometimes Mexican national team, you know, excited to see everything, you know, slowly trying to get forward. Um, so, like I said, today the news broke that um, the MLS are going to start um, beginning voluntary workouts. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, they still have to follow through all the guidelines. Um, some of the things that kind of came off uh, that I thought were very interesting is how they did the, you know, the zones and how the players are going to do that. But before we get started and I get too deep into it, uh, Gustavo, tell us a little bit uh, about your background for the first time that people are going to watch this online and what you do and where you come from. Hello, Gio. Hi, Jen. How you guys doing? Well, a little bit about myself, and well, hello and good evening to the people that are watching us via all social media platforms. Yeah, well, I've been a sports journalist, graduated from Long Beach State. I cover the women's soccer team out there. I did the play-by-play for them, and as well as other sports. Um, recently, well, helping the LA Force uh, from the National Soccer Independent Association, which uh, stands for NISA. Uh, I've been doing the color and play-by-play there as well, a third division uh, valid by the U.S. Soccer Federation. So I've been doing that. And as well, just uh, on the side, other stuff like photography um, and as well as other sports. I've been a writer for you guys for uh, okay. Fantasy Sports Cave. So I think it's, it's it's been a blessing working with you guys. And that's a little bit about me, you know, just – was born in Mexico, I was Calientes, so that's where I'm from, and I've been here in Los Angeles since I was, I was 10 years old, and thankfully, everything's been great. Yeah, and coming up a little blurry, but it's all good, so we got uh, the talented Jen Flores. Jen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Jen, can you hear us? I don't know if we can hear Jen. Jen, can you hear us? I don't know if we can hear Jen. Uh, Gustavo, are you there? Yes, I can hear you, Jim. Yes, I don't know what happened to Jen. I don't know if we lost her connection. Um, but we'll keep it going. We'll try, we'll try to see if we can get Jen back. Um, but, yeah, big news broke today that, obviously, the MLS, um, you know, they, they want to get – things get going and it's exciting. You know, they slowly want to get things going and get back uh, into things. So um, like I was saying, part of the thing is that, I don't know if you saw this Gustavo, but they have the full, uh, the full field in there. It looks like a, they have a split up to six different zones and, you know, you have, uh, you know, six players in one field and then from there on they can train and they have to be 10 feet apart. What did you think about the teams being able to uh, be able to train uh, starting now? Yeah, uh, like you said, it's, it's great news moving forward for the MLS. Small steps 
I think that's already thinking about that tournament in Orlando that might be happening during the summer uh, in June. I know they were saying they were they they wanted to start by June first. You know the pretty much the mini preseason, get the teams ready, and now knowing this, the small training groups, which is only a limit of six players for um, for 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 being outside, so uh, they're gonna have six zones, so that way every player could be ten feet apart from each other. Uh, the coaches have to wear their mask, and as well as other administrative staff. So same procedure, making sure they get tested before uh, they go into the practice facilities. Uh, they still can go inside the, the the training facilities unless you're working on rehabilitation or other stuff. But I think it's a big, big step for MLS and for them to to, to come back. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a big step for them. And then uh, trying to do those, you know, the big things that they're trying to do with with everything, you know, every every different market's different. So, um, you know, and the, one of the things that I think that's going to try to move forward is that, you know, obviously we broke, we had the news that broke recently that um, that they're able to, you know, they're going Don Garber's going to push everything back to June twenty first. Um, you know, let players be back in their markets, and that to me tells me that they're they're trying to move forward, they're trying to move as fast as they can. Um, and, you know, it's exciting. You know, it's exciting just depending on those teams. And I think DC was just able to start training today. Um, you know, and so I don't know about the San, San Jose Earthquakes. Have you heard anything about that, Gisela? No, not yet. They haven't reported to training as of now or being keeping up uh, in my notifications to see if the, the, uh, the, the quakes are getting back to training. But so far, nothing at all. Jen, do we have you back? Are we able are you able to? She can hear us, but we can't hear you. Um, don't know what's going on. Let's see if we can try to. Maybe the earphones may not be working. So we're gonna try the to mic. The mic. Maybe the mic. Maybe the mic. Um, but with that, we'll, we'll we'll just keep it going. I know we may we may uh, we'll have we'll bring it back on uh, once we get it. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Uh, the next thing is the Mexican national team, um, which usually. Uh, plays, you know, at least up to five games here. They said that they will not be playing any games in the U.S. until fans come back, which makes sense because they play, you know, they play average, like I said, average of five games. Um, and they average about 50,000 fans per game, which is which is pretty big. Um, and, you know, all the revenue, there's a reason why they play all the games in America opposed to the U.S. Um, they're, they're expected to come back, but I don't know if that's going to happen this year. A lot of the games are going to be essentially pushed back maybe next year. 2021, 2022, you may have to up to six to seven games a year just to make some of that money. Uh, what do you think of that news, Gustavo? Yeah, I think uh, we all saw it coming. Uh, they did cancel the games that they had against Greece in March here in the U.S. and as well as the one against Colombia uh, this well next month. And I think it's uh, it, it, it makes sense because that's where – the Mexican national team gets their revenue from uh, game day sales. Uh, the tickets, if you pretty much do the math, 50,000 uh, fans and you sell the ticket, we're right here, they usually go around $70, probably the lowest. Uh, so it, it's a lot of money. I know some gets a lot, uh, some portion as well as the 
the the the owners from the Mexican team. So yeah, it, it's it's a uh, big news. They probably won't be playing any games anytime soon until FIFA gets every every pretty much international game rescheduled. You have to look into the pretty much the the new Nations League Cup that they were working on, and as well as the Concacaf qualifiers for Qatar 2022. Yeah, yeah, no, you that's a lot. They, exactly, you just said another right in my head. They have to look at a lot of things moving forward. And, you know, the opportunities are going to have to be able to come with this, right? They're going to have to be very creative on a lot of the ways they're going to make uh, make the money. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because a lot of the things that, you know, a lot of the fans here are excited to see the newer players come up, you know. Oh, Jimenez has been having a big uh, big year for the Mexican national team. Um, you know, you obviously want to see everybody wants to see Vela, but it looks like Vela might not be there. And another thing that I saw from that, that Tata Martino will eventually will have to take a pay cut. Um, which is kind of, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. which is, which is not a, not a surprise, but you know, if you're not playing any games, you know, he's going to have to take a, a big pay cut. Um, let's see if we, let's try Jen nope, one more time. Jen, you there? There we go. We can hear you. There you go. <laughs> Finally. Right. We're back. We're back. Technical difficulties, but we got Jen, but, um, but yeah, go ahead, Jen. Uh, tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself. You're very talented. Uh, which is photography, also giving us uh, the insight on our women's soccer. Yeah, I mean, so as we discussed in last week's podcast or earlier this week, uh, I, I shared with you guys that I'm a recent CSUN graduate. So that's been exciting, transitioning over from being a full-time student to just a full-time worker. That's been uh, really what's been happening in my life now. But Again, carry on sports photography, uh, formerly uh, lead photographer at Fantasy Sports Cave, now leading the photography at LA Soccer Hub and joining the weekly podcast, expanding my my talents and, and seeing, you know, always trying to input and um, helping the best I can, as well as, you know, encouraging the, the game and expanding my my talents, as I mentioned. Yeah, no, and like you, you, you're so well, well, well talented on everything that you do. Um, but also, I mean, just, just, just covering the woman's side and, you know, just giving right. the photography and the, and the women's, you know, game is just exploding. Yeah. And to me, it's about growing the game. You know, it's far beyond what photography, photography can do. It's about, um, bringing attention to the game. That's what's important to me. So. Um, it's amazing to have a platform to be able to speak about it a little, a little more on here, and as well as express it through my photography. No, exactly. Make a make a, such a great point. Uh, what have you made of all the stuff? Obviously, with the NWSO, and uh, you know, we'll get into that. And you know, some of the news mm-hmm. that broke, they're going to be the first, essentially, the first professional sports league to come back here June twenty seventh. Right. And, you know, it was the news came out this week that they're going to be having a, a, a challenge in Utah um, this upcoming month on June 27th. So seeing that they're progressing and starting to have small group trainings um, and much like the MLS try to bring or is trying to bring um, their teams to Orlando, we're seeing the NWSL take action and bring their teams to Utah. Um so there's a lot of, you know, back backlash there. A lot of people are confused as to why this is being done so soon. 
But I think that this league is is a small league that needs to grow and needs to continue moving forward in order to um, continue being the league that they are. Because we've seen so many women's soccer leagues fold in the past that um, the current situation, current crisis that we're in could be very harmful to their um, economics as well as the, the fan base that they carry. So it's good to see them coming back. It's good to see that soccer and women's soccer specifically is going to be coming back to action. Yeah, I mean, one thing I, I'm just like curious about when the when LA, the city of LA, is going to get an NWSL, you know, team. Um, you know, it's like the biggest. You know, it's, it's the biggest. Uh, you know, one of the biggest markets in, in this country. And you know, you would you would think they would like you know they would have a team either under. LA Galaxy that's been here for so many years, or you know now mm-hmm. the LAFC. There's two teams, and just the fan base that comes with the U.S. Women's National um, team. You know, there's so much loyalty there, and even when we post about them, uh, the Women's National team just always gets so much attention. Um, what do you think, Gustavo? When do you think we'll we'll be able to have a women's team here? Hopefully soon. I was actually well a couple of weeks ago. I tweeted about saying that LA is ready for a women's soccer team, a professional team out here. We see the support the the or the soccer culture that is building up in, in Los Angeles, whether you're in downtown or you're in Carson or wherever you are in LA County. I think the the the, the sport of uh the women's soccer side is growing, which is good. They the women's World Cup had a lot of viewerships last uh, last year. So if they keep doing great things, I think uh they're going to be pretty much successful. And hopefully we see one or two teams here and expand the teams around the league. I know there's only nine teams right now, but I think uh, they'll they'll be expanding sooner than, than later. Yeah, Jenna, what, what do you think? What, yeah. do, what do you think we'll see a team? You know, it's a very – I want to add that it's a very small league, but it's been – you know, bringing a lot of noise on social media. We like we mentioned earlier this week with the jersey releases, and a team a team to LA would just be the missing piece, and it would be the link that links um, LA Galaxy and LAFC together. I think it would bring both fan bases together to support uh, these women. So it would be great to see what it does to the city. I obviously would be there every game without having to, to say it, and. We're, we've been more than ready in L.A. L.A. has always been a huge market for the U.S. women's national team, always attracting huge crowds. And um, L.A. Is, is soccer town now. It's soccer city. So it's about time. I hope someone out there is, is working on that. I know that Mia Hamm has, has been pushing for it for some time now. And um, we all want it. It's just a matter of when at this point. No, I mean you, you. You hit the. You're exactly right on that. Um, big things coming out of that. So I just want to get a shout out to Alejandro, my cousin, who's watching us live on on Facebook. Like I said, guys, be sure to follow us on all the social media platforms. We're on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Periscope, Facebook, uh, Twitch, uh, doing the live stream. The thing what we're trying to do here is to grow the sport of soccer through. Uh, through some of the stuff that we're able to do, uh, we're credentials for some of the people that know who, don't know who we are. We are credentialed by LAFC, LA Galaxy, U.S. Uh, men's national team, U.S. women's national team, the Mexican national team. So whenever they come play in L.A. or whenever they go, so, you know, pretty close to in California and we'll travel around to the Gold Cup and everything. 
And, you know, we're just trying to grow our name out there. We're going to be bringing these uh, weekly live streams and also listen to the podcast. So anywhere, wherever you get your podcast, check us out, LA Soccer Hub, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook. We're slowly growing. You know, it's going to be mostly focus-based. These guys have been with me uh, since we had our Fantasy Sports Cave. You know, Gustavo's been writing for us. Obviously, Jen, the talented Jen, has been doing the photography for us. And we're literally trying to grow our, our, our channel one step at a time. So if you're watching us for from Facebook, uh, YouTube, I see a couple people there. I really do appreciate it. Make sure to share this live stream. Share this with your friends. Give us your thoughts. Drop the comments in. Let us know what you guys want to talk about. Um, like I said, I see a lot of content on the U.S. Women's National Team right now. Obviously, the MLS is a hot topic as well. Um, Gustavo, tell me your prediction of when we're going to see the MLS. When do, you, when do you think we're going to see players actually playing on the field not training, but when's the first MLS game going to happen, in your opinion? In my honest opinion, I believe in July. I think yeah. uh, that's where the league is working towards it. They have a couple – well, they're already talking in having the, the, the teams pretty much getting ready to, to restart the season. And if the tournament happens, I think, like we said in the last uh, show, Geo Engine, it's going to be like a mini preseason, that little tournament. Unlike the the NWSL um, Challenge Cup, uh, which is going to be a very competitive cup, I think the this this tournament for the MLS will be more of a more of a preseason because they actually want to play the full season, and that's something that will help the players get back into rhythm and and return to play. Yeah, exactly. Jen, what when do you think we're going to see the MLS back? Um, I would say late June or early July. Um, I really see it happening no later than a month from now because there's this sense of urgency to get those, the sport back on, on television. You know, a lot of money is being lost in sponsorships and partnerships, broadcasting. So I see it happening uh, late late June, early July. Yeah, and uh, one thing I should also mention, uh, we also had um, – there was a tweet go by Sam Still. I'm gonna butcher his name, Stetchkol. Um, that players had a call on Wednesday to discuss the short of our, the short Orlando plan at length. Um, you know, gonna spend the next day or two, you know, talk the league and MLSPA, and all the players are gonna be informed of what's going on because I think uh, what a lot of these players that I'm assuming I uh, have no knowledge on, they don't under they don't know one what's going on or two. Um, you know, the safety precautions and the plans and everything. And I think some of the players have kind of been, from what, from my understanding, have kind of been left on the dark of what's been going on. And I think if the league as a whole is able to be more, um, how do I say, more communicative with the rest of the players and make them feel, you know, that they're going to be there, you know, be with their family. I know some of the concerns of they head to Orlando, some of the players like Chicharito, Vela, big names, are not as interested. That was uh, that's rumored to be out there, and you know they don't want to leave their families because those both of those players, their wives are pregnant, and I think that's the big big thing right now. So it's very smart for the for Don Garber to push it back to June twenty first to see. I think that gives them an opportunity to see that where like you know things are changing uh, so rapidly by with the leagues and everything. You know the local government. What's happening? Because by the time June 21st comes around, say, hey, all of America's open up and then teams can play in their home markets. So it's a very smart plan that they open up small group training. And then eventually you're going to have all these teams train and ready to play and go head to head against each other. 
I'm not as interested about the tournament, but if that's the if that's what we're gonna get for the soccer, everything goes there. Or that you know something happens and they're able to play, play in their team markets. Obviously, no crowds. You know, people, teams are able to travel, play against each other. I'm all for that. And, and and I think an important point, Geo and Jen, will be the how the NWSL tournament goes. And yeah. Yeah. because that's the, I I think that's all the women's are gonna get these this year. They're not gonna have the full season, unfortunately. But the good thing about that tournament is that all players will get their full salaries. Uh, there's still the hesitation if the main players from the national team who make that that squad, the important players, you know, like the big names, will take part of this tournament because they're you know they're afraid of of just getting back into competition so quick after a long pretty much uh, stoppage and as well as barely having that. Uh, that training to get into the gameplay, you know, 25 games in 30 days seems like a lot. Uh, I believe there's going to be four groups. Uh, no, there's going to be, it's like an Olympic style tournament. So it'll be the group stage and then the knockout stage. And every, it, it, there will be a lot of back, back-to-back uh, games. So we'll see how that plays out too. Yeah, and they, I mean they have like about a, like about a month, you know, to to prepare for all of this, mm-hmm. you know, just like that's yeah. I mean three weeks. I mean you you talk about you hit the nail on the head. You talk about you know they need uh, two weeks of training, two or three weeks of training, and then right away they're going to be playing. So yeah, um, so you know it's going to be very interesting to see how they do it. And you you mentioned they're just a great point. Who's going to be very? Who's going to be the most interested to play? I mean, I could see a lot of players play, but they may not play the whole game or something, you know, just to get their feet. You know, just to just get, just to, just to have some games under the belt, you know. Yeah, and I think th- this tournament is a big win, you no, know, just for women's soccer because in a lot of the the European leagues, there, there's not going to be any soccer for women, and as well as Liga MX Femenil, they actually canceled it too. So I think uh, just this tournament is going to mean a lot for 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 the women's soccer uh, players, and as well as the fans that are willing to watch these. This, this tournament because it's pretty much going to be the first sport, sports pro, uh, pro sports that that come back after the whole pandemic and stop the the major leagues, you know. Uh, so and I think it's, it's supposed to start the 27th of June and go all the way till July 26th. That's when the finals usually start, and and I think it's going to be a very big, big situation and opportunity for the NWSL to excel. And show the world that 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 they're ready to be seen all over the world. Yeah, and I was gonna say, Jen. Obviously, I know you watch a lot of women's soccer, not just uh, U.S. women's. Uh, for people who aren't familiar, just with uh, NWSL or just the women's soccer, give us give us some selling points of why we should watch this. You know, obviously, the big thing is going to be the first major sports league to be back, but also right. like you know what this means uh, for women's soccer moving forward. You know, if if you're a women's national team uh, uh, fan, there's no reason for you to not be watching the NWSL. You have a wide range of talent, you know, from leagues all across, you know, from countries all over the world. You have players, international players playing in the NWSL. Um, a lot of Aus- Australian players who are very, very um talented and, and well-known within the States uh, because of their talents and, and achievements within their nation's team. So 
if if you're again I'll reiterate if you're a US women's national team fan there's no reason for you not to be watching the NWSL the talent that these women have and the passion that they have to carry the sport forward for future generations is it's admirable and so by watching this league not only are you inspired to be better in your profession or your career of choice but you're supporting a league that needs the support and um if you have younger siblings whether they, you know it doesn't matter the gender you'll feel inspired to do something and and you know bring this game to another level which is why I do it you know I have younger sisters who need um to see these women as inspiration you know there's so many male athletes out there to inspire younger generations but we need more female athletes the level of talent is different and can't be compared um and not to mention that there's less flopping in in women's soccer than there is in the men's sport mm-hmm. I agree on that one, too. Big time. I agree. Hey, Gustavo agrees right there. But, yeah, no, I was going to say, no, that's right. I mean, I'm excited because I've never actually watched an NWSL game. Um, so I'm excited just just to watch it and, you know, just, just to learn more. And hopefully this is what catapults the league to eventually, you know, cities like L.A. to have – a professional sports league because you know once you have those, those major cities behind a league like that it's just only going to grow the sports because you know what alex morgan a lot of those players are from southern california who make it to the national yeah. team you know mm-hmm. and that's that's the biggest thing that's why i'm like man they just i was surprised when i when i always assumed that like if you're in la and new york you always have you know those the, the the league or that you know you always have teams there that represent everything um, but with that, guys, that's going to wrap things up for us. Um, what I wanted to say, if you guys don't follow us just yet, be sure to follow us on all the social media platforms, you know, LA Soccer Hub, you know, like I said, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or starting we're on Twitch. If you're watching this live stream, YouTube, we're going to, we're really growing this out, you know, going to be soccer based. Uh, a lot of us, you know, like I said earlier before, came over Fantasy Sports Cave. This is going to be soccer specific, you know, kind of cover majority the LAFC, LA Galaxy, U.S. Women's National Team. We're going to hit it hard every week, bring in a live stream. Um, but, yeah, that's going to wrap this episode. Uh, Gustavo, let them people know where they can follow you. Yeah, well, you guys can follow me, like, just on the bottom of your screen, on Twitter and Instagram, at Gustavo A underscore Ortega. And also, if you want to follow my photography page, you can follow me at Gustavo G V. S-T-A-V-O-R-T. That's where you'll see my photos. Hopefully, we could get back into the fields sometime soon and, you know, cover soccer games. That's the, the, the whole point. And we really miss it. We really miss it. And hopefully, we get to see soccer soon here in the U.S. Jen? Uh, you can follow me at Legendary Photos. That's Legendary with a J um, for all your sports um, photography. There you have it. Obviously, guys, you guys can follow me at Joe Garcia LA. Uh, but most importantly, follow us at LA Soccer Hub right there, right below Facebook, Twitter. Give us a like. Let us know what you think of the program. Let us know what you'd like for us to talk about. Hit it on. Um, Same questions. Questions or any any questions, anything you guys may have. Um, so that's going to wrap things up for us, guys. We'll be back again soon. Jen, Gustavo, thank you guys. Catch you guys next time.